0: Well, you can do all those things and so much more. Just grab a seat in a chair with the floor. Sit back, relax, refine. While
1: she drops another casual eye. You're tuned into casually Molly with Molly and Birdie. I'm Changing the wall. <laughs>
0: Have you ever wanted to get your shit together?
1: Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I'm your host, Molly Ambergy. Uh We were just laughing because we were watching the intro video. <laughs> so It's so fun to have John Maddie, St. Louis-based comedian in studio. Give it up for John. Yeah.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, cheers. Should we do a cheers? Yeah. Yes. John Daddy on the podcast. So I've got some Jack Daniels. What do you have?
0: Uh, this is regular Crown Royal and Aldi Sprite.
1: Ooh, that <laughs> sounds actually kind of great. I love Aldi, so. You
0: know, I brought an extra, uh, I brought a drink that I I would like to say I created, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I brought some Crown Apple, and you can mix it with Dr. Pepper if you're bougie, but I prefer okay. Aldi's Dr. Pepper. Oh. Dr. Dazzle. <laughs> Yes, (laughs) 50-50 mix.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, speaking of things you do know how to do, though, you do know how to do comedy, which is why we're having you on the show. So Uh, Thank
0: you for having me. Oh,
1: of course. Um, John, I was actually like, I think I, I mean, obviously I told you this before. I said it, I I told you, I talk in hypotheticals. Like, I think I may have said this, but I know I said this. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just like me being polite. But I was so happy that you agreed to be on my show. And you're actually the first St. Louis comedian to kick off the uh, year. Because we had a musician. We've got Joe Bates that was on beforehand. But you are based here in St. Louis. So you're kicking off the St. Louis independent comedy train here. All so right. there happy, we go.
0: Happy to be here. Let's yeah. cheers to that. there <laughs> we yeah. go. Salute day. Fuck 2020.
1: <laughs> Fuck 2020. I love it. But how's your 2021 been going?
0: Oh, uh, I can't complain. I, uh... I mean not it's more so no news is good news. I just i mean covid kind of really sucks with comedy i mean we you, yeah you and you know just as well as I do, yes <laughs> but uh life's life's going pretty good, I'm cool. just trying to stay ahead on money and live the day life yeah do the day job,
1: yeah, what's your day job
0: uh i so I work on cars now, and like in two thousand eighteen I just Put myself through college I just graduated may of twenty twenty okay and i
1: oh congratulations yeah, and Yay. I don't have any student
0: loan debts so oh I, wow yeah, okay, was,
1: very cool yeah. yeah,
0: but uh yeah, that's pretty cool I, and i it was for automotive technology I went to a community college and uh didn't have to pay a lot of money and still had great uh instructors so
1: nice. work
0: in uh in the field and I make good money and I have great benefits and Doing the adult stuff that nobody wants to hear on a podcast, am I right? <laughs> well,
1: you know why I ask is because you know, my boyfriend Jimmy, he actually works on cars. He does a lot of um old muscle cars. So he has a cobra that he worked on, I believe. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm not joking at all. I'll have wow. to after the show, I'll pull up pictures. But yeah, I've gone to some car shows with him. He's shown it off. What does and, he do? So, well, he he doesn't do mechanics by day, but he used to for the longest time. Like he worked for Firestone and all of that and whatnot. So He actually, he did that one, he did the Cobra, and now he's working on the Bronco. So that's why I was interested, because I don't know too much about the new cars, but I have started to learn, other than obviously like driving cars, but I've started to learn about old muscle cars and whatnot through him, and seeing how big of a, actually an attraction it is. Like, there's so many shows, and it just, I mean, obviously pre-COVID, there was like a ton of people you would see. I've been to a few car shows with him where there hasn't been a ton of people right now at all, but everybody's in a mask, but beforehand, oh my God, there was like, and there's awards given out and everything. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Those <laughs> car shows,
0: they, they don't play around. I would not have pegged Jimmy Day for a uh, a gearhead. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I've, I I've got a conversation to have with him next time. I'm going to ask him all about those cars.
1: Oh, he will. I'm John, I'm not even saying this. And this is probably, he would definitely be happy to show you. <laughs> he <would> be <laughs> all like, right. He'd be like, okay. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be like, this Shh. one took me eight years. This one I found.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to get depressed talking to him then. This took me forever. Yeah. yeah. This one took me even longer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He found this Bronco that was actually in a tree. Like that he found it was like a tree that went through it, but now he's actually kind of I think I'm using probably the wrong word, you're a mechanics you would know, but he like rescued it and now he's putting like seats in it and stuff. But it is pretty cool. So sweet. But yeah.
0: Wow, I know, and I saw that you drive a Toyota 4Runner. I started I salivating over that. Oh, thank, yeah. it's a
1: '99, so a, that makes me feel really good. Those things are sweet. <laughs> See, I love it. A lot of you people, can it John. You sell to me when you're done. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> like people make fun of me because they're like a '99. That's so old or whatever. But I love it. Like,
0: do you get random people that go up? Oh, I love that thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. There's some people that make fun of me, but the majority are always like. Ride. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I know what them Toyotas can do.
1: I, I still have a cassette player. I still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you still had. It was when CDs were still starting, to, or are no, still starting. We're just starting to be, like, popular. But you still had cassettes. So there's both, and so I still have like the knobs and everything. So it doesn't read the song. It's very. I have a very old school sound system. Does it so. have a CD player too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I that see. was a
0: sweet time because there's an 04 Acura TL sitting in my driveway that's got CD player, uh, radio, and a tape player. And I was like, 2004? Yeah. Nice. Yep.
1: They're very cool. Well, I love that you <laughs> have. We'll have to talk more about cars after this. But yeah. But <laughs> you're like, okay. But the thing is, that is really cool that you've got these interests. But you, I was, like I said, I was so excited to have you on. Oh, this is what I was going to tell you. So, Old school, casually Molly, I would invite St. Louis comedians on, and I would always start out with how we met. And I don't know if you remember this, because it probably, like, you know, it was kind of in passing, but I went to a show, the very first show that was at Apotheosis Comic Book Store ever. Yes. I love
0: that place. So it's only up the
1: street from here. Yes. And I went, and you were on the show.
0: So what, wait, 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 were you there, were you there to see somebody in particular?
1: No, I just, honestly, I was just starting to do comedy in St. Louis, and I had met Tom Brown, and Tom Brown was like, hey, I'm producing a new showcase, and I was like, cool, I want to come and see it. And I knew Sarah Pearl that was on the show. All right, Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think I know what
0: show you're talking about.
1: Yes, and that was before they had Apotheosis, for those of you who are tuning in, either from another city or who are maybe unaware, is a really cute comic book store. It's located on South Grand. It's one of my favorite places. Uh, And it's got a bar in it, too.
0: It is really cool. Martin, the guy that owns the place, runs comedy shows. Well, not right now with COVID. (laughs) But uh, that is one of my favorite places to do comedy.
1: See, and that's how I feel, too. So shout out to Tom Brown for putting that together as well. But... um, it was cool because in the now they have a stage and lights and things but yeah. beforehand it was such a new concept so you used to perform on in the, the windows gl- yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the
0: display case
1: yeah. which was
0: also awesome
1: yes just
0: oh. turn around and see people walking down the street, and you're just sitting there talking about your penis or yeah. whatever you're doing. <laughs> you're
1: right. It's like, or people like would wave during your set. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, they'd try to wave at you while you were, like, I, that happened to me a couple times when I was performing there. People would be like, hi, and I'm like in the middle of a bit, but yeah. hello, <laughs> like, nice to see you. You're,
0: I'm rolling right now. I was like, <laughs> rolling
1: now, but you can pay $5 to see the show.
0: <laughs> like, Are you enjoying the visuals because you could hear this and maybe laugh, you know? <laughs>
1: right. Subscribe to Casually Molly. Thank you. Um, But yeah, it was, you went on, I think you were the last one. And I remember, I thought, I was like, who is this guy? He is so funny. I remember I told, oh, it's true. I told Sarah, I was like, he is so charismatic on stages. And she's like, oh, John Maddy, he's great. Like, we always wanted to perform more, you know, oh, like no. yeah, to perform <laughs> more,
0: to get out more. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, I understand.
1: Well, then there was somebody that was there and this is not a reflection of people that attend comedy shows, but there was somebody that was there and I couldn't find the bathroom. because so It was after the show. And I walked up to him and I was like, Hey, cause I didn't know anybody obviously. And I was like, do, does anybody know where the bathroom is? And he was like, uh, we don't work here so why would we know and you popped in like like i didn't even it was like john worked like clockwork like he shows and he goes <laughs> i'm sorry what did you need i'll answer your question And this guy was that like, sounds about like, right you know, i like, probably would be a dick and i just remember turning around i was like you know when you just have so many thoughts at once and you're like there's the guy from the show he was really great and i just remember i was like um Good job. I just um I see know where the bathroom is, (laughs) like literally. And you were like, Oh, okay. Um, well I actually know where it is and it is right back there. In fact, you know what? Let me walk you back there to the bathroom and you like walked me back and it like (laughs) no this is gonna make it sound really bad, but the bathroom's like behind this curtain and you're like (laughs) behind the curtain? You can just walk on there, and there's the bathroom. What's your name? Like, what is your name? I was like, oh, I'm Molly. I just started comedy. I just moved back, and you're like, I'm John, and it is very nice. You have a great night, Molly. Thank you. And then you left, and then I didn't see you for three months. Like I literally was like, I was like, what just happened? So John, Maddie, everybody, I saved don't remember that the day. At all. <laughs> and this guy, it was great because like you didn't even yell at the guy. You just basically shamed him and was like, no, well, I'm going to show me her. Feel good. <laughs> So I was like, what a good person. Thank you, you so much for doing that. <laughs>
0: is that. Is that somebody that's in comedy? Do you recognize that person? Oh, no. Ever it was again? Just okay. a, yeah, it was just, just an audience jerk.
1: member. Just a jerk. I haven't seen this person. I don't even remember what they looked like. I just only remember John Maddie <laughs> coming in and being like, what do you need? You need a- I know where it is. I'll show you. <laughs> I, was like, I okay. probably heard him
0: being a jerk then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, and you weren't nasty. You just were like, no, we're not doing this. And this guy was <laughs> so embarrassed. He made an asshole of himself, and I think he told me when I left, he was like, "Have a good night" or something. And I went, "Oh, thank you."
0: <laughs> well, that's way better than I thought. Usually, when, oh, when I met you, you were a jerk. Half my friend, like, uh, what? Yeah, I well, I just have that face, and sometimes I, I'm very blunt guy. I don't, I don't sugarcoat stuff, and like even like some of my good friends. I I, when I played basketball in high school, and one of my one of my best buddies, Eddie. We, he always tells me how he thought I was the biggest dick in the world when I first met him. But it was, we met on the basketball court. Oh, and you okay. have to have confidence on the basketball court, whether you're an asshole or not. Mm-hmm. And that's how he met me. And, you know, I won. not I wouldn't say that I'm not a dick other times, but you definitely got to put your game face on when you're playing. And he's well, like, man, I hated you for the first six months I knew you. Mm-hmm. And now we're best buddies. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't that kind of funny? Like, I feel like there's some people who I butted heads with in the beginning when I first met them, but now they're like my best friends in the, the world. Like, it's you're usually like,
0: always in your own head. Yeah. I'm always, I always think that.
1: think mm-hmm. the worst.
0: Overthink, and then you think that, well, what if I do this? I'm gonna, everybody's going to hate me. And then you're putting pressure on yourself.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. my God. I still do that. I see. What's so crazy that you say that? Because I feel like you are one of the most. And for those, again, who aren't from St. Louis, I am going to vouch for John and say that he is probably one of the nicest people in St. Louis comedy. It's true. But uh, what the thing is about you, though, is like talking about Game Face, when you are on stage, you are very much in that moment. Like, I feel like when you are on stage, people are excited to see you perform. Like that's what I'm saying. You're very charismatic. People, I feel like, relate to you really well. Um, and I just want to know, since I was like, this is kind of a different vibe that you were telling me about the basketball you Do you <laughs> yeah. kind of feel like you're well received on stage? Because I feel like I'm always excited to see John Maddie when well, you're
0: on a show. On stage, I don't. I am there having a great time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you're when you're not put, you know, I always, I'm. I definitely acknowledge that I have. Whenever my face is not animated, I. I look like a dick. I've got the resting dick face. That didn't sound right, but that's what (laughs) it is. Rewind. I've got the resting bitch face. Yes. Uh, The other one probably is more accurate. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you know what I mean. It's just when when I'm on stage, it's one thing. But I'm not. I'm not that person when I'm off stage, and it's not that I'm saying I'm a dick all the time. But I know that if if I don't necessarily make take time to Say hi to everybody because because I, uh, what are the words? I don't know. I just, it's, it's difficult to, to, to be, to be up all the time. You know, you always have that energy and you have, you, the same way that you're saying to me, when, when you go up on stage, even before you say a word, you'll put, make people's faces glow because you just have that, that aura and you're just excited to be there. You know what I'm Mm. saying? Every time, consistently, I'm Molly. <laughs> I can't do your voice, but it's okay. You bring it's right. that energy. So well, I appreciate can,
1: that. But you,
0: the difference between me and you is that that's you all the time. Mm-hmm. Right now, even off of the off the camera or whatnot, that's you. With me, I, if I'm at home, I'm, like, I'm a grumpy old man. I'm gonna go to bed and pet my dogs. I'm the guy that would be like, stay off my lawn.
1: I kind of like that though. <laughs> I kind of love it. like you know, I'm Italian, so I'm used to very blunt people which i think is why i like you know like being around you so much is because i like your honesty and i feel like that comes out in your comedy and that's like, honestly i feel like how you said you're having a good time i feel like i can relax and watch you and laugh with you cuz i feel like you're having a good time it's which that, is great and-
0: that's mm-hmm. one thing we relate on, because you're mm-hmm. always having a good time up there as well.
1: Oh, well, look at us. We're having a great time. See, we're, out to, we're on this podcast. Yay. Stay <laughs> so we off got our my shipping. lawn. <laughs> Stay <laughs> off. But see, so I also have been told, so I work in customer service by day, and I sell apartments to people, and that's what's so one So you don't work thing. at a hotel anymore? So, yeah, no, I don't. That's shut down because of COVID. Because of COVID? Yeah.
0: What so- was it? A best western is that what you It were? was
1: actually a boutique hotel so it was called Hotel Ignacio. It's no longer there anymore. It's now student housing for SLU.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: But yes, we used to be yes, I was. John, I really see this I is why I love you. John.
0: I've vetted you.
1: I was like, John knows my whole life. I love this. Um, I was like, you know, he protects me, gets me to the bathroom, knows where I've worked. I mean, this is great. But uh... (laughs) Some
0: people might see that as creepy. No,
1: not at all. I mean, I do. The thing about podcasting is you do share a lot of your life. So there are people that will listen to a podcast episode and come up to me. Not that I'm, like, super famous or anything by any means, but they'll be like, oh, like, how's the hotel? And I'm like... Oh, that's right. I talked about this like on the last Like in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't work there anymore, unfortunately. But I do put people in permanent housing now. And a lot of with customer service, though, is that um, you kind of have to say negative things, but with a smile on your face, if that makes sense. So people will be like, can we just strike a deal? Or they want you to like kind of just adjust it to what they want or something. It's mostly entitled people that do that. And I have to just be like, no, unfortunately, we can't. You know? <laughs> like, You'd be surprised fine.
0: what you could say with a smile on your face. Yeah. yeah.
1: And <laughs> like they can't get pissed because you weren't rude. You weren't like, you just go, No, me, oh I'm so sorry. <laughs> let me get to
0: the answer immediately. Right. No.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know, speaking of now that we talked about our day jobs, everybody knows that. Um, Comedy wise, I was about to say, do you have any plugs that you're doing any podcasts any oh, shows yeah. coming up really quickly?
0: Well, uh, I I am a part of a. Uh, I'm not the. Proprietor. He's got a
1: notepad. People. I do.
0: Yeah, I've got I've got two shows I want to uh, shout out, and I also do a podcast with uh, Brad Wilford, uh, Rob Wickett, and Antonio Metcalf. Uh, ATG, the lead singer of Discrepancies, he's the he's the main guy of this uh, podcast. Uh, ATG presents. I said what I said with RJB. If you just look up. ATG, you'll see his podcast somewhere uh, where we interview local, mo- mostly musicians. Uh, okay. But it, we've got, I think, about six episodes out right now. It's it's still up and going, and with COVID, it's kind of hindered us. But right. But always uh, take an opportunity to shout that out. That I've always had a good time doing that. And then, uh, by you'll be able to see a live stream uh, of some me- local music through. Uh, it will be this, which will be yesterday when this airs. Uh, live from the Rat Hole. You'll be able to find that on Dirt Lake Productions on Facebook. You can go to your phone and watch this live stream. Nice. I'm just I'm just hosting it, and then the rest is local musicians. Very cool. Uh, okay. Sonic Candy, Egan's Rats, J Rebel, Brad Millibeat, Squires, Buzzkill. Uh, a few of those people I've known personally for a long time in my life. A lot of good people, a lot of good musicians. And then... Uh, the one comedy show I'd like to... And I'm sorry to take up so much time.
1: Oh, no. Oh. This is why I asked this. Oh, so, oh yeah. let me,
0: Promotion. <laughs> let me get in on this. <laughs> no, it
1: took not
0: uh, On Valentine's Day uh, oh. I, at the Ivory Orange, I'll uh, oh, okay. be doing the Tainted Love comedy show with uh, Jason Dormeyer and Nicole Gorey. Uh, I ca- love that. Kansas City comic Dorian Debose, hosted by Cody Baer, Baer. Mm-hmm. Uh Very excited to do that. Uh, and then, obviously, you can always... Keep up on what shows I'd be doing on Facebook or Instagram, which I believe.
1: Yeah, we've got a handle for that, too. So we'll be uh, showing that off during the <laughs> during the podcast here if you're watching on YouTube. And I will also reiterate it if you were on audio listening, uh, at not John Maddie, And that is John without a J, guys, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> or a J. <laughs> I meant an H. I'm really sorry. I've had some whiskey, you guys. There we go. See? And this is why we have a tech team, guys, because sometimes you're behind a microphone and you just string some words together and you don't know a J or an H. Sound drop and applause
0: break for the tech team.
1: Yes, thank you. you But, uh, yeah, like I said, I always think you're really funny, and uh, I think that other people feel the same way I do because you have been a three-time Funny Bone contest finalist. Yeah. Yeah, how's that felt?
0: Well, besides the – I mean, it kind of sucks because I wanted to win one of those. Uh, I I I got second place in one of them, and uh, not to say that the winner didn't deserve it. I believe it was Duke Taylor that won that year, and we all know how funny that dude is. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, to be a three-time finalist and – not win at it, I'm still, that is a great accomplishment to me. I love the Funny Bone, and I mean, that's where my first set was. I think that's where you did your first set as well, So what I've heard.
1: mine, oh, no, but I, yeah, no, that was actually, I didn't know about the Funny Bone until a year into doing comedy, and then I started going to the Funny Bone. Did you start comedy
0: in St. Louis or Cincinnati?
1: I started in Cincinnati, and then I moved here, and Helium had a sign up, so I started doing that, and somebody was like, hey, you should come out to the funny boat. And I was like, oh, Okay. Were you
0: like, what's the Funny Bone? because well, I,
1: so you know I live in the city, so I didn't even know Westport existed. It's because I'm not <laughs> from here, you guys. Somebody's like, yeah, Westport, Westport Plaza. And I was like, what? And then I walked into the Funny Bone. And I was like, oh, I love this place. Like, everybody's like, yeah, it's the yeah. Like, oldest as club in As soon as you in walk in, you're
0: like, oh, my God, this is amazing.
1: Right. So now I like, but I, I'm honored to think that people thought I did my first set at the Funny Bone. Thank you. <laughs> so,
0: okay. so then where was the first place you did it at? Did so, you already say that?
1: So I actually, my first set was at a charity show actually. So if you're thinking of like my very first set or like a set Yeah, after I want to know your
0: first time doing comedy.
1: My very first time? Yeah,
0: no, I don't want to know when your first gig was. I want to know
1: the very yeah. So, I used to run a theater company and I ran it for 5 years where I produced all my own plays and it was called Good People Theater Company. My slogan it cool. was so fucking cheesy. It was good theater, good people, good time or something. But like <laughs> it was like
0: that's pretty good. Uh,
1: uh, well, I was like I was twenty three and i I did shows in different venues. Like my first show I ever produced was in the Moonrise Hotel in the loop. So I basically ran it, had a fundraiser, rented out a suite, and then I had people come to the suite and watch the show in like real time. So you were just like watching people at a table and like you know, using a bedroom or using a bathroom or something. You know what I mean? Like you were watching people it was like they lived in an apartment setting and you were in the apartment with them watching their life kind of unfold. And then I did another show in Shaw neighborhood at a cafe called Restituo, which sadly is not there anymore, but um, it was called, is this really happening right now? It was like all these things, (laughs) like all these vignettes of things where you're at the end of each one, it was like, is this really happening right now? Um, So I needed to, after I did those in St. Louis, I was in Cincinnati for a while and long story short, we were going to Chicago for a play, and I needed to do a fundraiser. And I had been watching stand-up comedy as actually like a form of therapy, and I don't know. I just enjoyed watching it. Like I was watching like Nikki Glaser and Rachel Feinstein and Amy Schumer oh. and Kathleen all those all the big all the greats, you know. And um, I was like, well, this would be kind of cool if I did it. Like um, I had a bunch of comics, and then we did tips, and whoever got tipped the most won the contest. So I was like, and I didn't really think I was going to win. Like, I was like, oh, I'm not polished. I don't really have, like, any, like, This is your first set? Yeah. So I just, like, organized it. Are you about to
0: tell me you won it? I did. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: It was pretty cool. Wow. But I think it was more, I would like to preface this by saying that it wasn't my material by any means. Like, I didn't have punchlines.
0: It's that glowing energy.
1: (laughs) Everybody was like, you're just fun to be around.
0: I love this girl. It's
1: true. <laughs> like I'm not even gonna pretend. Like it. so, that was my story about doing comedy. But then I went to my first set in St. Louis. It was actually at the Improv Shop. So oh, that place is dope. And too. Bobby Jaycox was like really encouraging, and Rafe was very nice and stuff. So, but yeah, the that, Funny Bone's been great. That all lines up. But uh, enough about me. I want to hear about John's first time doing comedy. So <laughs> uh,
0: it was at the Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did well my first time, but uh, of course they hey give it up for your first timer, and I did a bunch of crappy jokes. And uh, I mean, after that, I you get I got the stomach bug. You know, I had the addiction, and it took a. I definitely sucked after my first time, and I would go to the. At that time, they actually had two Funny Bones. It was the one in Westport, of course, and then on Wednesday night they would do uh, an open mic at the Valley Park Funny Bone. And, okay, uh,
1: that's when I've heard about. Yeah, yeah,
0: that that honestly, during my formative years of comedy, when I was awful, uh, that that place really helped me grow because it's difficult to get on the list at the Westport Funny Bone because you got like 50 people signing up and, oh, we're going to take 15 of them. Mm-hmm. But you go to, and then nobody wanted to go to the Valley Park Funny Bone. It's like, okay, we got 18 people that signed up. We're just going to put you all up. I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Stage time, you know, and it, uh, the, the first time I don't really, you know, I don't really remember any of the jokes. They all sucked. I don't use any jokes from probably the first year I did comedy, uh, but, i def the biggest thing I remember was getting the bug. I probably only got four laughs, and I thought I killed like anybody that did their first time when you really, first you
1: know, do it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you
0: get that bug and you're like if one person would have laughed that night, I probably would still have gotten it's the best legal drug in the world,
1: mm-hmm. right, yeah, I it's, agree,
0: and uh so my first uh I've, I've I don't talk about this too much, but my first time was about six months after. Uh, my dad died actually, and I think uh, the more that I have grown, I, the more that I realize that that was kind of a pushing point. Like, if my dad was still around, I might not have ever tried comedy, or maybe I would have, and and maybe I just think about what it'd be like if he was there to watch. But it's that's kind of what, because he was a bit, he was a a, a big George Carlin fan, and he yeah. would, he would recite, you know, he we would watch HBO specials, and, and he would te- you know show me all Richard Pryor's specials, and so. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say that I emulate my dad when I'm on stage, but I definitely—maybe uh, that's why I have such a good time too—is because uh, it's—I uh, don't want to say nostalgic, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. It's got a little bit of—it's
1: like a tribute almost.
0: Yeah, not, in yeah, well, yeah. Tribute's a good word too. It's hard to explain, but I feel like you understand what I'm saying. It's I just do. Like, it's I, a, I, I like feel a like a I'm not picking.
1: Yes, like yes, John. That's yeah. I got gotcha. you.
0: I don't really know what else to say about that. It's just, that's, uh, I don't know, what motivates, I mean, you're just probably were doing, being an entertainer in itself.
1: Yeah, like I had, so I was in theater, but you know, I was in, when I first graduated from college, I was doing a lot of local theater here in St. Louis, and then I kind of got in, I kind of, see again with my that hypoth- I got in a relationship <laughs> that I shouldn't be in, and I, you know, another toxic relationship. But um, not Jimmy. You know, not Jimmy. I know. Yeah. If anything, it's like Jimmy's like the opposite of what my ex was, and it was just a lot of long story, very controlling. And so I, I ended up moving back to Cincinnati because I was very burned out with shows and stuff like that. And people were like very confused by it. But I was just like, I just need to be with my family. I need to be with people that love me. Like I gotta like get my self esteem back. And comedy was kind of a way, even if I wasn't murder murdering on stage. It was it was honestly my saving grace, like being able to apply myself to something new, try something new that, you know, I wasn't familiar with. I like being challenged. That's like one thing, you know, I that don't like... That is the biggest
0: challenge because mm-hmm. it's just you.
1: Yeah, There's that's no, what I like about it. When you're
0: in theater, it's like, oh, well, I didn't land that line right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
0: now you got somebody to pick up. Oh, I didn't land that joke right. Well, figure it out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I love being able to figure out, like if something doesn't work right... Even if you bomb, you're like, all right, well, what didn't work right? What did the audience didn't, like, what was the audience not connecting to? What was I not connecting to? And I feel like that's what I love about comedy is you do kind of, you're your own worst critic, and you can kind of figure out what you're supposed to do out of it. But I feel like, how many, you said you've been doing comedy for seven seven years?
0: Uh, Yeah, my, mm. my first, uh, so it would be, yeah, it would be October of 2013 yeah. was when I, did my first first i think it was like october 12th
1: i feel like you've got such a handle on it now though i love your joke about uh the leonardo dicaprio <laughs> that looks like gilbert great <laughs> was there like an inspiration of where that came no, from No,
0: people just told me i looked like leonardo dicaprio and eventually uh, you get to the point where you know which leonardo dicaprio <laughs> you look like and then uh, you, you have enough people that tell you that uh, That you kind of figure out a nice joke And it it is, you know, a nice 8 second joke yeah, People tell me I look like Leonardo DiCaprio But it's only from what's eating Gilbert Grape <laughs> <So, laughs> And then people laugh Because they're like, oh my god, he's right
1: <laughs> And as somebody who's a Leonardo DiCaprio fan I've seen obviously a lot of I actually think he's a pretty good actor So I, Yeah, I love yeah. that
0: dude I'm embarrassed though Because for probably the first 6 months That I told that joke I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was Gilbert Grape in that movie (laughs) and that's (laughs) That's actually Johnny Depp. Arnie Grape is Leonardo DiCaprio. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I had some taglines that basically called him Gilbert Grape. And nobody told me anything. Nobody corrected me for a while. Don't you
1: love that where no one says anything? (laughs) And you're like, dude, where have you been for six months?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. I learned that I pronounced the word documentary wrong by saying it on stage incorrectly, thinking it was the right way to say it. I used to say documentary.
1: I remember you saying that, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. at first
0: it was just me going, I watched this documentary about whales, and I had I've some bit about it. I've only heard you
1: say it once, though. You maybe have changed it, and then maybe No, that was
0: the original bit. And oh, then really? pe- people laughed at me saying documentary. I was like, what's so funny? <laughs> I don't get it. And then they had to tell me afterwards, like, this, I'm pretty sure it said documentary, and then that basically became a bit in itself cuz i don't know how to pronounce words right.
1: <laughs> oh, it's okay. I only know because i watch a lot of documentaries. So it's okay. <laughs> I actually watched a really good one recently. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, but it's called The Pharmacist. It's on Netflix.
0: Um, if you haven't heard
1: of it, it's okay. But i heard it mentioned no, on I a love few documentaries. podcasts. Yeah, it's a series. It's about this guy I won't give too many spoilers away, but his son gets shot, and he kind of has to figure out his murder, which leads into um, drug addiction in his town. It's actually quite interesting. So, if anybody's watching or listening, watch The Pharmacist. I think it's only four episodes or so, but they're an hour long each. It's it's really good. Have you I watched will anyone watch that or anyone any that's inter- that are interesting? Oh uh, I'd. It?
0: All of the murder documentaries. Ooh, yeah. All of them. Except mm-hmm. I haven't watched that new one on Netflix that everybody says is too gory.
1: Which one is that one?
0: I don't even know the name of it. I'm sure just saying, because there's, I've seen some news articles, people were saying that it was too oh. gory. Uh, do you guys know what documentary I'm talking about? No?
1: At, like a gory documentary on Netflix? Well, they
0: just like reveal too much of the details oh, of this murder. Okay. It's a dude that was a killer, I believe, and. Southern California? Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm, I don't
1: know it either. Okay. We're,
0: hopefully by the time this episode releases, we'll put it some. description. We'll put, it in, put, description.
1: <laughs> we'll put <laughs> it in the link. I'll drop I'll it in the it link. I'll watch it now.
0: We'll review it. Yeah, exactly. Listen.
1: We'll just have to have John back, and we're going to be like, we're going <laughs> to dissect this podcast. We're going to be like, let's, podcast. Casually
0: reviewing documentaries.
1: Hey, wouldn't be, wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, See, we're just so enterprising. What are we doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> Were- anyway, moving to a funnier topic here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, we dissected the, documentaries. The casually,
0: let's talk about our day jobs and the murder documentary. <laughs> <laughs> it is
1: interesting, though, because other it people... But here's the thing. We're in a pandemic right now. There have been people who've been watching similar documentaries. If you have any like insight on what we're talking about, leave it in the comments later. And then yeah. when John comes back on, we'll answer them. Uh, but what I wanted to ask you, too... I when you sent me this um, achievement, I actually wanted to know a little bit more about it. So I know about the loony bins that are around the country, but you won the loony bin contest in 2015.
0: Yeah, it's uh, not. So it's the loony bin in Kankakee, Iowa. So it's not the loony bins that you think of, but it looks good when you're putting it on a on a on a, a you know an introduction to let people know. Oh, okay, this guy could tell jokes but I'm not to discount the it, it, it's a cool venue where you could do live shows mm-hmm. uh Kankakee uh I believe the person that put together was uh Rashad Clark which is all, uh, he's he's a good dude I haven't talked to him in a while but uh it looks like he's doing well uh and that was probably one of my you know I'm on, obviously on, honored enough to put it on my credits if mm-hmm. you will uh but uh I don't really know know how to describe it 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 was uh, a different experience it was it was a lot of fun and that was really the point so 2015 I'd probably been doing comedy about two years and that was at the point where it where it, when I won that it was it it took me from going oh okay you know this is fun to oh okay I could actually con- continuously grow and, and make something of this and, and and make some money off of it so uh yeah
1: yeah I like that. That's very cool. I love that, you know, sometimes you think of these different states, at least for me, when I first started doing comedy. And there's like, you know, comedy is just something that's appreciated all over the country. So I think it's a great credit that you have having it in Iowa, even though you're saying, you know, you wouldn't think. But I think it's fantastic that you achieve something like that. It's the same thing for your achievements here in St. Louis, which leads me down to, You know, we talk to people, like I have a variety of people, musicians, entertainers, comedians. Um, And obviously we're in St. Louis and, you know, I help out with St. Louis independent comedy. So that's why I kind of wanted to ask you is why St. Louis? Why make this your home base for comedy?
0: Oh, I've just never left. I (laughs) grew up around here and I just. Where did you grow up? uh, I still live in my hometown of Arnold's. Oh, Missouri. I don't know where
1: that is. Where's that local?
0: It's Again, uh, Cincinnati,
1: Ohio, guys. That's why I don't know where this is. So it,
0: <laughs> it, uh, I technically live in Jefferson County.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: do you know where what that is? Yes. Okay. That I
1: know. That, that's a good landmark for me.
0: So what do you know about Jefferson County?
1: Um, Angela Smith's joke. Was that the one with the meth? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. we, were the,
0: we were the meth capital of America for a couple years. I just
1: didn't want to say anything because I'll still go. So. <laughs> well, no, okay.
0: Arnold's nice because it's right at the border of St. Louis County, so uh it's it's a it's a nice place to live taxes are high i want to move move out but i mean it's i just i just never left i i en- i enjoy myself there it's quiet uh i uh you know i've been with the same girl for what year is it 11 years Aww, and she love that. Her, her parents live like three neighborhoods down so you know we you That's know nice. this what are we going to do we're not going to go away from them we you know we enjoy being around them and right. my my mom lives in Barnhart, which is two cities south in Jefferson County.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, as long as well as uh, all my three siblings, they live in all Jefferson County. It's just, what am I going to do? Am I going to go move to New York and not see any of my family? I I enjoy being around all my all my family members. Uh, and then not not to discount St. Louis. St. Louis is an awesome place to do comedy. I mean, the comedy scene now. We, I say this every time I'm on a podcast, but it gets better every time because there's just constantly people doing it. And obviously some people give it up and then other people grow from it. Sure. I've, and me, you know, I don't do comedy as much as a lot of these people that are younger and don't have to worry about, you know, paying a mortgage and stuff like that. And bills. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, you know, doing <laughs> I understand. The I have stuff. bills too. So it's, it's not okay. like you could just go to a comedy club and fill out an application and make the interviewer laugh and go, oh yeah, we're going to fucking work you uh, 30 grand a year to do comedy and you're yeah. going to figure it out. No, you you know, you got to spend a lot of time not making money in order to make this, even something you make gas money on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that hinders me being able to do comedy all the time. So I stay where i live and i do comedy when i can and mm-hmm. it's i'm spoiled that i can drive 20 minutes to st louis and yeah and do a show
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's uh, st louis is cool and then you get to see you know everyone when i go to open mics i get to see new faces all the time and
1: mm-hmm.
0: people grow
1: i was gonna say not to interrupt you but what I'm i loved was yeah, <laughs> you're like I'm, I'm done i'm i'm, all,
0: I'm just ramble, ramble, ramble. No, well, that, I think
1: that's great because that actually leads into my next point. You put a very nice post on Facebook. I don't know if you put it in the comedians group or you just put it on your own page. But you were like, I'm really enjoying seeing people grow in our scene. And that's what I love about you is that you are very encouraging to people who are starting out. You're very nice to people in the sense of that, like if they are like, oh, you know, I don't know. You're just like, you know, just keep trying. I remember, so here's the thing: like, John Maddie is a gem. So one day when I did a set and he was like, good set, Molly, I died. I was like, bye. Oh. I like walked away. I was like, <laughs> all right, John Maddie approves. I'm a comedian now. I can just quit comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he thinks I'm funny. Like oh, it was- I'm like, It was just so he was like, you were in the middle of talking with somebody, you were like, by the way, Molly, good set. And I was like, I remember. I think I just stood there for a second. I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> I just—I don't even know what I said. I was like, "I hate like, to okay. tell you this,
0: but that's another thing I don't remember." Sorry. I just—I'm awful person.
1: You don't remember complimenting me? I mean, geez. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't remember
0: showing you where the bathroom was. I don't.
1: But you know what? I actually kind of like that because if you were like, I remember saying that. I remember saying that. Yeah, too. Was... I'm really great. Night shining
0: yeah. armor. I yeah. never forget the good things like, I did. I think
1: it's almost the humility factor is what makes you charismatic because otherwise, like, if you had just been like, yeah, yeah good set or something i'd be like hey fuck you <laughs> like you're gross like, <laughs> hey, better luck next time right I <laughs> Like I'd be I like, what? <laughs> but just, you were like you really meant it like you saw me you said something this was also a while back by the way this was like a year ago but the whole thing or maybe it was in the pan i don't even you know what i don't even remember but the point is
0: did i do this we don't know we don't even remember
1: <laughs> you know what everything has blended together but why i say that is uh you know, your compliments are like a golden ticket. You're like, yes, John Maddie approved. So I appreciate percent.
0: that. Yeah. You know? I, I usually spend most mm-hmm. of my days thinking of all of the bad things I do. It's <laughs> nice to hear some <laughs> of the good things I do.
1: Well, we came and reminded you. Are you getting a snack? Are you getting I'm,
0: Yeah, my drink's empty?
1: Here we go. We got it out. Crown Royal. Free not sponsored, but we do have it here. Well, while you're getting that together, uh, speaking of, you know, Crown
0: Apple that'll go with the Doctor Dazzle.
1: Oh, the Doctor Dazzle. We actually, when we had Libby Higgins on, we Y'all talked about Aldi. Y'all need to start Aldi. paying me, what? Aldi. Wow. So if anybody <laughs> What's up, wants, to- oh. <laughs> you know, we Aldi. get a fifty percent
0: discount on my Instacart next time.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to tag him in this. I'll be like, listen. Um, what I was going to ask you too, speaking of, you know, doing things in our free time, like going to Aldi, has there been anything that you and your girlfriend have been doing to keep busy during this time? Like, or just, you know, you in general or,
0: um, well, uh, not anything out of the usual. I mean, we're, we're both, so we're both blessed with, uh, we're, we're, we're essential workers. We haven't, we haven't, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And I'm not trying to make any, you know, I know a lot of people are going Mm -hmm. through some hard shit, but, uh, we haven't really changed. I mean, other than not going out as much because we're trying to, you know, curve the curve the virus or whatnot. It's pretty much been going to work and doing the same old stuff. It's just we're bigger losers, staying at home more. You know what I'm saying?
1: But no, I I feel like that's just a thing. Like everybody's can relate to that because it's just been. I saw a meme somewhere where it was like in the '90s, like it's like make more TV, make more stuff, and now 2021, it's like stop making so much TV. Like I can't keep up. Like yeah. there's so many shows where people are like, have you seen this documentary? Have you seen this show? Have you seen The Good Place? Have you seen that? You know? And I'm like, oh my god, I can't watch like all these shows at once. But um, I can understand you're just like, and then I don't know. Sometimes I forget. I was talking with Quentin Wilbert about this actually, who's another St. Louis based comedian. And I told him I was He's like, awesome. I don't even remember. Yeah, he is. He's good. Good people. He, I, uh, we were just talking about like open mics and stuff. I was like, I don't remember even being that person who used to go to open mics five nights a week. Now I'm like so tired when I come home. I'm like, oh, I got to do my laundry. I got meal. I have to make my meal prep for the week. I've just all this stuff. And you know, have you been? Oh, I got speaking. an adult. I got an <laughs> adult. That's another thing. Um, speaking of open mics, have you done any like Zoom shows at all? Have you been kind of on that?
0: No, okay. I actually was, I w- pr- am probably one of the few people that are, I'm not against Zoom shows, but I've been trying to avoid them. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, I've, I've been offered them, and I just straight up tell them, like, no, I'm just going to, you know, wait and try and do live shows. I'd, I'd...
1: Well, we're lucky we got you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I, yeah. would, I would do
0: it even not in a pandemic.
1: Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I, am,
0: I am flattered to be here. Um oh, thank you. Yeah, I just no Zoom shows. The only things that I did that were virtual is those live streams with uh, Dirtleg Productions. Sure, we did one of those with different musicians than we are doing uh, here in this Saturday, which you'll still you'll be able to see both uh, shows on Dirtleg Productions. Yeah, but other than that, I've just basically tried to stick with live shows. So there was a solid what three to six months where
1: Mm -hmm.
0: comedy was non-existent. Yeah, and I it's. Kind of not really that different to me. I mean, it is different. There's a lot less shows that I've been able to do. But I, before COVID, I I'm not I'm not the most uh, uh, consistent open micer. I always make sure I hit one open mic a week. Sure. But there's people in our scene that are doing it what every night. It's mm-hmm. like, and, and they have a right to hold that over my head because I do. You know, people will be like, "Where the hell you been at?" <laughs> uh, just being doing. Doing work, I guess, just trying to make money.
1: Yeah. And,
0: but they have that right. They've they've grinded out uh, and did, did all of those open mics and gotten funnier too. You see that with yeah. people because it, you know, like I said, I may only hit one certain open mic every couple months just because it's a uh, weekend week that I don't have an open mic anywhere else, and then you'll get to catch up on everybody.
1: Yeah absolutely that's like one thing i kind of miss about our scene is being able to catch up with people and see how people have been doing i've been you know with the podcast and then doing some open mics here and there i've been able to do that but i do kind of miss that camaraderie that we used to have in the past um speaking of comer- coming back oh, go ahead it is coming back, back. Yeah, Funny Bones back. Just, oh, so did, just hosted last week. So <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, did you really? I hosted the open mic. So that was pretty fun. Oh, thank I thank missed you, Scott it. James. <laughs> there we <go>. Scott James. <laughs> Scott James, also been a guest on this podcast. So Yeah,
0: listen to his episode. I actually, uh, I also watch YouTube videos of people doing work I do. Because he was like, who does that? Who watches videos of people doing work? I do that too.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go.
0: I think there was something else I wanted to. Uh, Say about Scott James's episode? I really enjoyed that episode. I related to him the most.
1: Oh, I actually—that's Mo- one of my favorite. You saw the intro video where Scott and I are laughing about um, when Greg Warren was like, "I haven't seen you in any clubs or colleges," and he's like, "I was kidding, Gregs." So, <laughs> because <laughs> you know, like for those of you who aren't familiar with comedy, a lot of times when you do intros and bios, it's like the weirdest thing. Like even when I was in it theater, is. I've gotten like I like writing other people's bios. I hate writing my own bio because it's easy to like take three points that people give me. And I'm like, all right, let me just fluff this up. Let me change this here, let's do. But um, Scott and I were talking about that, and he's just like, yeah, like somebody's like, Scott, like, what intro do you need? And he was like, this is when I was like doing guest sets and stuff and just starting. And he's like, oh, you know, (laughs) clubs and colleges around the country, and I guess Greg Warren, who I don't really know that well at all. I just see him, I'm like, oh, hey. But uh, as you do when people are professional, but like I uh, apparently Greg Warren was like this
0: was for a guest spot at the Funny Bone. I'm assuming That's so. Awesome. I don't know the
1: whole. You'll have to ask Scott. He it's in the it's in the episode. I'm butchering this whole story, but Scott James was like. Greg Warren apparently was like, yeah, man, I haven't seen you at any clubs or colleges. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Greg, <laughs> you tell him. So, that's awesome. <laughs> it was just a good line. And Scott was like, I'm kidding, Greg. So that's why when people watch the intro video, they're like, oh, wow, you and Scott are laughing really hard. That's the story we're laughing <laughs> about. So... <laughs> But uh yeah I um Scott James yeah so what did you what did you relate to I'm actually well, he, curious he, and then we'll talk about you he more He talked <laughs> a lot
0: about how he's you know kind of what we were just saying uh, you, you as well is just having to uh adult while trying to do comedy it's yeah. diff- it's not the same as uh, almost and I'm not trying to make it an age thing but if as a younger cat with you know less responsibilities as such it, it's uh easier to commit yourself to doing Comedy every night of the week, and I really related to him, kind of saying, "Hey, it's so it's okay if you do it a couple nights a week." Yeah, you know, it's he did the. I really listened to the ten thousand hours thing. Yeah, which and you know, and I really related to him, saying, "Oh, I'll probably get to that ten thousand hours in thirty years." Yeah, I probably, <laughs> I probably will too once my kids go to college. You know, yeah. I don't even have kids yet. You mm. know, it's I really just you know, I me, I, I I'm not. Scott, Scott's a cool dude and I, I I enjoy him and I'm not saying you know I'm not saying we're the same. It's the but only I relate episode
1: that he liked, okay? No, <laughs> so I like. I I told kidding. you
0: guys i vetted her. Uh, <laughs> Reggie, Stefan, you guys are hilarious. Uh, who Let's else did I someone. watch? No, yeah, no, Let's <laughs> just, let me just name out. off all the episodes that I've
1: watched. <laughs> Gabe
0: Kia, I just found out that I'd, I've been pronouncing your last name wrong for about three years. <laughs> I thought it was Gabe Key. I am a dick. Uh, <laughs> I also am one of those guys that... you He was talking about Christmas lights and the lazy people that use projector lights instead of actually <laughs> hanging their lights every year. I am that guy. I oh, use, shut yeah, up. I take seven minutes to hang, hang well, my lights. Well, that's Christmas why you lights. and your
1: girlfriend are still together. So yeah, because like, we're not <laughs> arguing.
0: Oh, it's not centered, honey. No, it, totally right. You yeah. want
1: uh, 11 years of happiness. You just put up those <laughs> projector, put up projector lights. lights. Here's yeah. the thing. Uh,
0: I live at the... So, a main road, and then my street, I'm at the corner of that. And so there's a lot of foot traffic, a lot of regular traffic, and somebody stole one of our projector lights this year. No, they <laughs> yes. Just pulled it out of the – it was in staked into the ground. They pulled it out, unplugged it, and walked off with a uh, projector light.
1: And you're like, wow, thanks, man. Yeah, wow, I made,
0: I'm out $12 from Walmart. <laughs>
1: Taking twelve dollars, but still, my like,
0: oh, this is a nice light. I'm gonna pull it out and take it with me. It's like, that doesn't make any sense. Oh, yeah,
1: that's really. Speaking of your girlfriend, yeah, you she's have a joke. Oh, well, I haven't met her, but I'm sure she's wonderful if she's dating John. So, what's she her name? She is wonderful,
0: Jennifer. Jen. Jennifer.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. cute. Oh, I've never met a Jennifer I haven't liked. So, or a Jen. So. She's
0: great. Yeah. Jen with two ends.
1: Ooh, I like it. Double, yay! When you have two ends, you mean business. So there you go. I'm
0: John with two ends.
1: So, <laughs> but no way. It's just something. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you is, you do have a joke about how you walked up to a bartender and you were like, "Hey, cool eyeballs." Cool
0: eyeballs. Is
1: that is that Jen with two ends?
0: N- no, it's oh, not. Oh shoot. Uh, <laughs> no, this is. I actually would love to talk about this. That okay. a- actually is. Um, a story from a friend of mine uh i that never happened to me uh oh. and that is comedy sometimes sometimes you uh, whatever but uh cory cory branham uh he's not a comic he's just a buddy of mine we were in florida on a vacation we were drunk one night telling stories and he tells me this, this <laughs> that exact story of how he had an awkward uh interaction with a lady taking ids at a bar and uh, at no point at that time, I was like, oh, I'm gonna use that as a bit. And then it kind of culminated itself. And now I'm texting him every time, being like, dude, I just did that bit and it fucking did. It. It's actually it funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? He's hasn't seen it yet. What? <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my God. Well, he's gotta see it. Hopefully, it's one of my he favorite listens to bits. this
0: podcast yes. and goes, oh, now. It's- Molly Ambergees shouting it out. That must (laughs) must be good. I was
1: like, now we've reached a hole, but now we have it on streaming services. Cool eyeballs. (laughs)
0: Cool. (laughs) Cool eyeballs. Did she
1: ever go out with him?
0: No, no. I just, what am I going to (laughs) do? Oh, a buddy of mine did this. Oh, isn't that? No, you make it about yourself.
1: Sometimes that happens, though. You're not the first person I've heard that's used a story and applied it. Because sometimes you have to... I feel like there's some people who will never have the gift of gab to do like comedy. And I'm not saying that's your friend. But I've had friends give me permission who feel that way. And they're like, can you use this story in a bit? I give you full how, permission. How <laughs> often
0: do people hit you? up? like, hey, I got a bit for you. Oh,
1: oh, even for this podcast. Oh, I've got a great podcast idea. And I'm mm, like, "Yeah, all right. It's like, I should make a meme where it's like, no one. No one at all. Hey, I got a great bit.
0: Like, <laughs> Sometimes... Look, it's difficult to keep an open mind there because yeah. I've have been through the ones where it's just like you know this this it's funny to us right now but it's not ever going to work to anybody I that doesn't isn't there. But mm-hmm. I that's a great example and it's not but we he never came up to me like hey you should use this as a bit. It was just kind of us just us having a silent shit. agreement. But <laughs> sometimes you got to keep an open mind to that
1: mm-hmm. as
0: far as people giving you a bit, uh, not necessarily just jokes all the way through, but some of that stuff might actually apply to bits you're already doing, and right. actually produces taglines. And you know, I have definitely been like, people be like, "Hey, I got a bit for you." I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fucking great! Yeah, let's hear this <laughs> I've one." Done
1: that too, yeah. Heard, yeah. That,
0: heard one Thursday about somebody's dick falling into their <laughs> asshole. Let's fucking hear this one. And <laughs> after a while, you're like, you got to sift through all the all the shit. But I've some people actually I mean not bits that I've used but like some people act- could actually be funny if they did did it themselves.
1: Yeah. But then I agree. they go to us
0: and it's like, "Well, I'm not going to be able to emulate well, what you're doing." Well, that's the other
1: thing too. No, I agree, but I this actually not to take us off this topic, but this kind of remind me of something else that you do that I like. You know, there's sometimes and sometimes I see this in more people who are new to comedy, uh, but I see this on some when some people if you don't get a laugh, right? And I'm at an open mic or you get a little depressed because you're not like receiving the laughs that you wanted to um you have a really nice way of still trying to relate to the audience and getting them in and then eventually if they don't laugh at your first joke they suddenly kind of you know how it is you know do you understand what I'm saying I'm not saying that no one's going to laugh at your first joke
0: you let them know that it's funny
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: that's not that's just more of me doing the same jokes over and over again Mm -hmm. I, I uh I mean obviously we all grow and continuously write bits but I I'm definitely a slower uh, slower progress progress through my my bits as as other people are as far as moving on to new bits or writing new stuff and getting better. And the advantage of that is that, A, when you know a joke is good, you can eventually, you've done that joke so many times that you make a tagline or you say something that lets them know this joke is funny. Because yeah. like, sometimes people, you know, whether it is you're going up first and you're trying to break the crowd loose, you tell a joke that you know is funny. If they don't react right, it's not necessarily you go. Because what's the thing that we hear the most from newer comics that bugs us? Oh, that that joke wasn't good. Was it? you know they're beating yeah. themselves up on stage. No, you, you. And this goes to anybody that's trying to learn. It, don't ever do that. I mean, some everybody does it. I've done that all the time. Oh, that joke sucks. Let's do another <laughs> one. And then sometimes yeah. people laugh, and then sometimes you people are going. Well, what what are you doing up there? Don't do that. It, once you get to some bits that you know you like, or that you know are funny, or that you know is true to yourself, or all of those, and that doesn't land well at a certain crowd, there's going to become a point where you're going to be like, "Let me, let me reiterate that and let you know why it's funny." You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's m- more that's more of a bad thing to me. Is because I do uh, there. There's a lot of bits that I have I've continuously. Slowly changed, but yeah. like it's like, hey, I know this is good. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: let me let me give you this tagline to help you laugh at that last tagline. Well,
1: what I love though is that you're not nasty about it though. Like you kind of are, you're gregarious enough to let it in. Like what I don't like is when some people are like, well, fuck you guys. This that's is really exact, funny. No, that's and the, I don't like that. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: exactly what I'm saying. You shouldn't do. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be negative about it. Uh, and not to say that I'm a professional, but uh, compared to a lot of people out there, but. Once you know what you're doing after a while, you will be able to uh, even take that dead dead silence on a bit and turn it into mm-hmm. a laugh. Even if, even if that joke that you first did is not good and you're kind of just growing from it, you'll be able to go, oh, well, instead yeah. of me actually taking time and going, oh, I acknowledge that that joke sucks, you guys are right. You just move on to the next one. You know, yeah. you have that. Yes. You have that just, just okay, well, and you're not saying this out loud, but in your head you're going, move on. Mm-hmm. Okay, that didn't work. Move on. Let's go to a bit that I know. And Sean Arredondo. Uh, I
1: love Sean. Yeah. I know. It, you, <laughs> Right? Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: I also listened to Sean Don's episode. I really yeah. like Sean Don. Sean Don. He, he also shouted out Arredondo, and I will too, because mm-hmm. one of his best uh, advice he gave to me is that you uh, you sandwich your bits. Like, if you're at an open mic, mm-hmm. you'll do a bit you know is funny that you've worked on that's polished, and then you'll do a bit or a joke that you're working on. And then if that doesn't work out, even if it does work out, you've already got your next bit is another one that you know works and that you know is funny. You're sandwiching them in with something. So even if that one joke that you did sucked, if it's new, whatever the case may be, if it didn't go well that time, you've got that that padded so you can continuously, you do one joke you know works, and then work on a new one, and then one joke you know works, and then continuously do that. Work on a new one the next time, and mm-hmm. it's, and that'll help you also uh, understand um, that the ability to move on and not yes. be like, oh my god, I'm going to beat myself up about it in front of you guys here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I, we've all, I did that a lot for a long time, and now it's my pet peeve, and I still do it from time to time. Yeah. So it.
1: And it's, it's easy. No, it, it happens. So, and I feel like it's just something that comes with ease. Like, even when, um, just as like when I was hosting the open mic last week, like half of this room was really quiet. And then you had like a really kind of rowdy birthday party. So, you know, being the host, you're like bringing people up, you're introducing people. And um, I won't say who said this because I don't want to like brag about like, oh, it was so great or something. I wasn't. Like, it was like very quiet except for the party like you know what i mean like and that's just how it was during the whole show like people were still laughing but this party was like woo, Woo-hoo! You Ooh, know? I'm <laughs> like, 30. exactly like
0: look at this shiny crown on my head
1: <laughs> like, my I, husband's fishing <laughs>
0: We've all dealt with those bachelorette parties, the birthday parties. It was
1: like when I listened to my set, I was just like, I don't even know if I did well because you know when you're doing something and you just hear people screaming and laughing just after everything, and you're like, is this because they're drunk or because like they're having a good time? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what's great is you could like half of those those parties you could you could have a bad time with them and they'll be like, well I had a bad, and then they'll leave and be like, all right i will yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, it was fun.
1: That was the thing. I had a best. Like they were really they nice about it. They won't say that it.
0: articulate. Oh, totally. Oh, this one lady, suck. she just
1: goes, "You make it look so easy. Like you're having <laughs> the best time." And I was like, "I am." But that's what I felt. I was like, you know what? If that's what I'm getting out of this tonight, that I made it look easy, and that I'm having the best time. So I like I won't, you know, bring up her name. I you know, I say this like everybody's gonna know her name, but literally like Was she a comic? No, she What's was just name? the person. Lisa. How do, how do you know her? <laughs> like, that was the person in the party. I don't know. She was drunk and came up to me and said, You made it look easy and you we had fun and I went great. I don't know thank what you. to
0: think about you, Lisa.
1: <laughs> but thank you, Lisa. That was like Thank I was, you
0: and you're rude? I don't know. <laughs>
1: Thing. She had a great time, so that's all that matters. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh it's just something like you know I could have let that get to me is my point. Like I could have been like, oh man, like my sets ruined and this and stuff. But I had a good time. You know, I wiped the mic in between, brought people up. Ah, uh, this you was know? during COVID. So yeah, very co- <laughs> mics in the time of COVID. But it was it was just a good time, and I really enjoyed it, and I feel like you know. There was something I was listening to on a, on another podcast where it's kind of like, you know, even when I saw the party, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to have to, you know, kind of reel this in and stuff. But once you just get up there and, like, I'm going to have the best time, I'm going to enjoy myself, you really just have the best time and you enjoy yourself. You, so.
0: you lean into it.
1: And then you touch a lady named Lisa who... Oh, tells you, you touched you her <laughs>
0: during COVID times?
1: I touched her heart. So. Oh, <laughs> you got me.
0: I walked right into that one. I Uh, know. That's great.
1: Speaking of touching people's hearts, though, has there anybody that you have enjoyed working with? It could be a local person. It could be somebody of, like, kind of a bigger stature. It's entirely up to you. I've
0: had a lot of good times with a lot of good comics, local and far. Um, The one I always go to and... He, pro- he do- probably doesn't know my name at all, but the raging Cajun John Morgan. You know Ooh, who I'm talking yeah. about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For starters, he's probably the funniest dude I've ever seen. He's very good. I will watch when whenever I have emceed for him over the weekends. I will watch every single. Oh,
1: set. <laughs>
0: have you em- you've emceed at Helium over yes. the weekend? Mm-hmm. So, but so in that regard, you understand that sometimes when you MC over a weekend, there's certain comics where you watch one set and you may not have to watch the rest of the sets that weekend because it's kind of the same thing. And, I mean, you do – not to say they're not funny. They are funny, but it's like, I don't got to watch all this. I could go have a drink or have a smoke or whatever I do, uh, go talk with my friends or whatever. With John Morgan, I will watch every set, 90% of the sets. Sometimes I'll go out for a smoke, but it's – I always have a good time, and that's not why I bring them up. It's more so – when I. When I was first kind of growing at the Valley Park Funny Bone, which we had talked about, mm-hmm. I uh, at, at one point he was there for the weekend, and I don't. I think I might have been hosting that weekend, or I might have just been there to try and get a guest set. You know yeah, how that is. Yeah,
1: sure.
0: Um, and I, I guess I had bought a CD. I had to have because he wound up signing the CD, and all of it, all his, it was his signature, and it just says, "Take no advice." And it's not like a, like, but it's more just like do what because we had a conversation. He didn't even know who I was. He yeah. didn't know any of my bits. He Sorry. didn't. It, he might not have not even known I was a comic. I probably just told him because at that time that's what you like. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. he was. That was the best advice I had ever heard. Is just take no, and not to say don't take advice from people, but it's just like do what you do. Do you? Yeah. You know, and it, and you know John Morgan. Coming from John Morgan, it makes a lot of a lot of sense. sense. Yeah, you watch him on stage, and then you hear him say that, and it's just like this makes this is this is a revelation. You know, I I really I really like him. I've I I got to host for him at uh, Donnie B's in Springfield.
1: And, oh okay.
0: And I don't know why I bring it up. I just we had the best time. He still probably doesn't know my name, but That's he looks at okay. my face I'm like, hey brother, and we yeah. just have a great time and have a drink and you know whatever. It's just. And he's so fucking funny.
1: Yes, he's the best. Yeah, I agree. But that's, I feel like that's a- Skew me, skew me, skew me. Do you know that bit? Yeah. (laughs) 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 I love when people are physical, too, and they still make it super- He does a handstand
0: over against the wall. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's
1: always, I I understand how you feel about that, though. My first weekend I ever did at Helium was at pre-March, starting out 2020. I was like, 2020 is not going to be so bad. I hosted for Erica Rhodes, and she was on NBC's Bring the Funny, or something like Bringing the Funny. I can't remember the name of the show. That's how. Uh, that's how bad it's gotten, guys. I was like, when I was hosting, knew the name of the show, knew everything. But um, she's
0: getting real big now. You can't t- keep track of all you that. You can't stuff. keep track of all these people. <laughs> casually Molly podcast. I mean, <laughs>
1: but it was <laughs> you know just on. like uh, just casually subscribe, guys. Thanks. Just keep getting getting you know getting some sponsors here. Um, you
0: should, you know, I, dude. I vetted her. I don't know if you guys heard that the last <laughs> six times, but the episodes I heard, they were great. You should. I if mean, you, by the it, time
1: this is over, people will be like, if you know, not John with the no H is doing it. We got to do dude, it, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, if
0: you enjoyed this sh- episode at all, you will enjoy the other ones way more because uh, I am the bottom of the barrel. Oh,
1: not at all. That's why I wanted. Like, I, I was even. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. But why I bring this up is that. Uh, people were like you know you don't have to watch the whole set you can just watch the first night if you want or whatever but I was like I'm gonna watch her every night and it was kind of cool to go and see each audience have a different reaction every night it was kind of like theater to me when I used to see plays and I would see when I was stage managing I would see different audiences react each night and it was kind of interesting to see which jokes hit what people and what crowd and stuff it was and these were shows the on, like, a Wednesday and a it. Thursday and a Friday, you know? Like, I was like, wow, people are lit on a Wednesday. Let me tell you what. Like, the Friday show. <laughs> you know, you'd
0: think the midnight show on Saturday is the most lit, but that's usually the opposite. Right. You go You go to uh, the Sunday show, and that's usually... I've, I, Some of those shows on Sunday, 7 p.m., those are the best ones. Yeah. And then some, you know, obviously every crowd's different. Yes. But it's... uh. It's wild. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That was I'm just that so wasn't excited. interrupting.
1: No, I actually that answered my question. Uh but speaking of things What was your question? That, that answered just my question about we were talking <laughs> I think we were talking <laughs> about shows and you we were talking about John Morgan and I was like, well, I'm relating because of Erica wrote. We were watching the audience about yeah, um, and how you didn't have to watch a set each night, but you know, scenes, people's bit, and watching them. And I was just saying I loved watching her every night.
0: There's just some comics cool. that Obviously, they don't just do the same bits over. It. Yeah, you know there there are mm-hmm. some. You know, I'm I kind of relate to the people people that I'm kind of referencing to that you don't have to watch the set every time because I'll do the same jokes and they in, in, in a sequence over a weekend because that's what I'm working on. Uh, but there's not much deviation. I mean, there might be some tags here that are fun, and then the crowd obviously will make it a whole lot different. Yeah. And then there's some comics. John Morgan might do. Uh, you know, three of the same bits in every headlining set, but then he does thirty minutes of different shit every single set, and it's mm-hmm. based off of exactly what you're saying. Yeah, is the the crowd. Yeah, you know, he might not get to his first bit after the first twenty minutes because he sees somebody in the crowd that he wants to talk, you know, talk shop with. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's some of the great things about being an MC or wherever yeah. you are in in comedy, as far as being able to watch that and learn. Yeah. And what was her name again?
1: Oh, the one that I hosted for? Yes. Erica Rhodes. Erica she's Rhodes. She's very cute. Yeah. And Does she's she... also funny. So
0: Where were so where do, where were you performing with her at? Helium. Helium.
1: Yeah. It was like one of the first so shows. So Friday, Saturday.
0: You said Wednesday, Thursday?
1: Yeah, Wednesday, Thursday. I don't really? know why I said Friday. There was Wednesday. I was like Wednesday and Friday. Yeah, we had a Wednesday, Thursday show and people came. Like it was a big turnout for the middle of the week. So, so how many shows total? So two. We didn't one do Wednesday, one Thursday? Yeah, because they didn't do a weekend that weekend. They did two shows with Erica, and it was a lot of fun, I So say. was
0: her set essentially the same?
1: So, yeah, actually, she changed it up. Like, she did a lot of things, but I loved watching her process because Bobby Jay Cox featured. So I got to be able to was, – it's was nice to always hang out with Bobby, who's also been on this podcast. But Indeed. it was cool to see because I would be, obviously, emceeing, hosting the show – I would introduce Bobby, and then i get to talk to Erica, and I would see her process of, like, writing stuff out and stuff. And she's always – she was very humble. She's a lovely person. You should follow her on all the social media platforms. But she's like, I don't even know what to do. Like, what do I do? You know, she was so cute. But then the thing is, like, she knows exactly what she's doing. She's got a bit here. She has her, like, her way of doing it. She'll put, like, the dots with the ellipses. But she's got a whole set lined out, and it's, like, amazing how she just goes up there. And she's just – not to be like – she's herself, but – she, um, I don't know, She's she kind of reminds me a little bit of you. She just falls into it. She's having a good time. And, like, afterwards, I remember I was like, you're great. Like, I just, like, everybody was having a good time with her, which is why, again, I like you, because everybody's having oh, a good you. time with you. Uh, I don't
0: know how I'm still in this seat. I'm melting so much.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, Just keep drinking that, what is it, Dr. Dazzle?
0: You say it like... Oh, dude, what are these vagrants drinking, He's Dr. A, Dazzle? I mean, that, that's a doctorate Yo, drink Crown right there. Crown Royal Apple and Dr. Dazzle. It doesn't matter. You would do one part Crown Royal Apple, one part Dr. Dazzle, do one part Crown Royal Apple, do four part Crown Dr. Dazzle. You're going to have a good time. It's going to taste great either way. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do this. I do, can I try it later?
0: Absolutely. I've still got an unopened can of Dr. I, I came here. I was like, dude, I'm going to show off this drink that's probably not actually that good. But,
1: <laughs> well, he achieved. He, he I'm accomplished. I'm telling you, it. just
0: try it and then tell me it sucks. Okay. Try it first.
1: I love that. I mean, you've got a doctor in the name here. So we, again, we mean business. <laughs> okay. This
0: probably doesn't make a difference at all, but dazzle, not pepper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go to Aldi. I, dude,
0: I honestly, this is my favorite non-Dr. Pepper doctor drink. You know nice. what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. is, I'm, But I'm also a soft spot for Aldi. What's your thoughts on Aldi before I start going off on oh, this? Oh,
1: so Libby Higgins and I, when I had Libby, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, when Libby came on, we talked about Aldi because she bought a bird bath there. Yeah, <laughs> the, the one
0: aisle that changed Dude, that aisle alone, if even if you don't <laughs> fuck with Aldi's groceries, Go to the seasonal aisle. They've got some. Di- I bought my weight set there. I've got little dumbbells, and you just literally pull a little thing up and move it over. Oh, you want to lift five pounds or ten pounds? Just boop, boop, boop. Oh, you know you're fucking getting it. The only thing I regret is not buying two of them because I can only, only work one arm out at a time now.
1: You only got t- one? Did
0: yeah, I have- was like, well, it was like uh, I think it was like forty bucks. I was oh. like, it goes up to twenty five pounds. It, you go, oh, five pounds or 25 pounds? So it's that's like such a rip-off because
1: that's not even no. a set. It's just one like, hey. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> at the, no, so you're going to buy a 25 dumbbell for or, or a 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 dumbbell for $40? No. No. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I regret not buying two of them. Yes. Because they're awesome.
1: Oh, my God. That's not the <laughs> only
0: thing I bought from Aldi, but, it, I mean, come on. I'm just on.
1: imagining I John with, f- like, his groceries and his Dr. Yeah. Dazzle. He's like, Exercise oh. Exercise by Aldi. <laughs> <And> <laughs> this weight. <Yeah>. Thank you.
0: <laughs> the person's I've, like,
1: I've all right. I've got a person. crown apple
0: dazzle in one hand, and I'm just fucking doing, uh, what are these, curls? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sponsored so by like, Aldi. I don't even make money from now Aldi. Now
1: people can see why they, why <laughs> I think you're funny. You John, John Maddie's like, Hi, I'm John uh, with the... Now, that is definitely <laughs> what Lito DiCaprio and Gilbert Grape would do. He would buy one weight.
0: You could, Yeah, because I'm a cheap ass. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to buy two of them. What if they suck? It's from Aldi. That's my mistake for not believing in Aldi in the first place. <laughs> I should have been like Libby, and she bought a bird bath from Aldi. Are you serious? If you could buy a bird bath from Aldi, you could definitely buy two dumbbells from Aldi.
1: I bought a spice rack, but when I say rack, it's kind of a rip-off that I bought it from Aldi. I, uh, it looked cool. A spice shelf. It's, it really <laughs> is. It's a spice shelf, but like the, the spices kind of fall off the shelf a little bit because they, they don't match because all my spices are different, and I don't have, like, a matching the right, set. The right <laughs> shape and size exactly. spices. Exactly. So some of them fall off. So. You
0: only need to buy your spices from Aldi with this spice rack. You know what's <laughs> funny? I bet you they sell that spice rack, and they don't even have the right size spices there.
1: Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and we can say this because Aldi isn't sponsoring this podcast, at least not yet. We
0: do what we want. But Aldi's pretty dope
1: Oh, Aldi is the best It's the only place I shop for groceries But speaking of that's things That's all I <laughs> <laughs> needed
0: to hear Because I asked you earlier You didn't even answer You were like, oh, let me tell you about Libby's story You didn't even tell me what you thought about
1: Aldi <laughs> I always, well, that's think. thing Cash well, and Molly just talk about everybody <laughs> It is true, though That's like, so on Libby's video on YouTube It's because, like, she's a sensation It has, like, over 1,800 views And people are, oh, like, giving is. their views on it and this one person was like, yeah, I love Aldi. It's like, you know, I'm not really interested in horseback riding, but there's a saddle here, so maybe uh, yeah, maybe I'll yeah. get into it. Like, it's no big deal. You know, and I, I so don't hard. really
0: like flamethrowers, but they got a torch here, and it <laughs> throws flames.
1: Like, maybe I'll get into it. You know, I don't know if I need this, uh, like, plastic thermos that says oh. boss bitch, but maybe yeah. I'm a boss <laughs> bitch. Like, I don't know. I bought the boss bitch thermos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, with
0: come the Come Aldi, John dollars Maddie, you can't beat that Dr. way dazzle, better than a yeti doctor
1: the weight, and then he's got his like he's bad like bitch thermos. i'm going to drink my crown royal my, and yeah. doctor dazzle cuz i'm a boss in bitch in my
0: bad my <laughs> boss bitch thermos that obviously i didn't buy oh my
1: god like <laughs> okay, see again you should follow not john Maddie. That
0: is, that's funny it's like you go to aldi and you're like you know what what do i want to try now Let, let's go to the seasonal aisle Oh, they got a slip and slide. I guess I need hip surgery here in a month. <laughs> $6 for a tarp and a hose? Let's go! <laughs> Dude, I'm serious, though. That aisle is, I mean, if it's not for the cheap groceries, it's got to be for the seasonal aisle. Oh, really? You never know what you're going to get, and you, you're you always You really satisfied. don't.
1: You're like, I mean, Libby walked out with the bird bath. I I asked her. I was like, "Have you put it out yet?" She's like, "Oh, it's still in my car." And I was like, "Well, that's <laughs> gonna be the upcoming episode. Libby Higgins putting a bird bath together. I'm ready." Um, I do have a funny story <laughs> about you, though. Um, so I was stalking you on Facebook, obviously. Uh, like awesome! You know, John's vetting me. I'm gonna vet him. So <laughs> this
0: is
1: fair. <laughs> um, there's a great, I don't know why I found this so funny, but I did. Um. I mean, I think everybody's going to agree with me, but you shared a post. The (laughs) original... I can't even say it. Like, I wrote it down on this notepad. The original post was, if you still have snow on top of your car, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) And then he updated it. What happened... Oh, that's what I wanted to know. I was like, what happened when you almost got killed by a sheet of snow sleet off the roof of a caravan? What happened? It's simple.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, what, that snowstorm, like... It was uh a... what was it, like a time hop yeah. or whatever? Mm-hmm. So we had a snowstorm a few days ago, two years ago, if that makes sense. Uh, that's what, it showed up on my memories or whatever. And that post, uh, I think it says word for word, if you yeah. if you don't take the snow off your car, you're a piece of shit or something like that. Yeah. That's because everybody that day decided to drive their cars with these big, like, it was like four or five inches of snow on their cars. And I don't oh, know wow. if you noticed this. But if you do that and let's say you heat up your car, there's like a film of like watery ice and it just flies off of the roof of your car. And so if you're riding behind like let's say a 2003 Dodge Caravan with eight feet of snow long ways on the roof of it and it flies up and goes towards you, you're probably going to shit your pants, right? So look. And that's the story
1: about John shitting his pants, everybody. There we
0: go. (laughs) But every time we have a big snow here in St. Louis, everybody goes, oh, I'll just clean off my windshield and drive. And then all the snow flies off at once off the roof onto whoever's behind them in traffic, and they're just like, fuck it, I'll keep driving. (laughs) Let me tell you personally, with my face on this screen right now or in your ears, you're a piece (laughs) of shit if you do that, okay? I've had just enough Crown Royal to tell you Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I probably wouldn't be as motivated, but that actually happened that day. I'm really?
1: Sure. So it went on your car.
0: No, it, it probably no. I, I didn't have any damage or anything, but, but you watch, it. you watch this big four by four sheet of white come at you that you're not expecting when you're driving. <laughs> Yes. You don't know if it's gonna land right to on land, your car. But just right imagine on... I think I think it landed me. yeah. You can imagine anybody's face with that happening. I mean, some people I'm sure it's happened to. I hope I'm not the only one that thinks this this should be a law.
1: If you uh if you also have been experiencing this, you can call our crisis hotline. It is one eight hundred seven two five casual.
0: If you're a victim of ice falling off somebody else's car and hitting yours, just contact at not John notjohnmaddy on Instagram. <laughs> we can just both vent about it together, really. Where is the I, black I, and white <laughs> filter
1: that we need for this where it's like, did you think um, that you were alone? Have you experienced There's two things that bother me about
0: cars, and it's that, and then you, anybody that drives around with their high beams on, just fucking fix your <laughs> low beam headlight. You know those people? They'll yeah. drive around, so... I don't know what bothers me more the people that don't fix their original headlight and just turn their high beams on because they don't want to get pulled over because they probably got weed on them or the people that don't know they have their high beams on and that is just on because they could see better which one's worse you don't yeah do you, you know opinion
1: so, no, I haven't seen a ton. I so. honestly think
0: it's the people that are... Con- I would rather you be an old grandma that just, like, I could see better when this blue light's on my dash <laughs> than somebody that goes, oh, I got a headlight out and I don't want to pay $8 at AutoZone to replace this goddamn headlight. I'm just going to turn my high beams on so St. Louis <laughs> don't pull me over. You're a prick. Grandma, I'll probably just, like, flash you I'll like flash my high beams and let you know that I'm annoyed, but I'll be okay with it because you're just trying, you know, you probably can't see well in the first place, grandma. I understand. You want to turn them high beams on. I'll just get behind you. But if I can tell you've got good vision and that you're turning your high beams on because you're a cheap ass and don't want to fix your headlight. We got problems. (laughs) If you've got a headlight out with your high beams on and snow on the top of your car, we really got problems.
1: He's serious.
0: I'm dude, this is probably the most amped up I've ever- I can't do this on stage because it's not funny. Now it's just me like this is me venting. There's no <laughs> the only person that's laughing is probably Molly. I understand. This either you guys are going, man, this dude is preaching. Or <laughs> shut up, John I understand But you're, if you're telling me to shut up That's probably because you turn your high beams on At inappropriate times And that you could suck a dick Alright, let's move on
1: <laughs> the reason why I'm laughing We also had Andy Hamilton come on before God, we I were hope even he said the same thing Let's he, hear it His episode was called Casually Salty
0: I'm really salty and so right this now. Is what There's you. salt in my drink, and, and it's know, not from the dazzle.
1: You're a car guy. <laughs> Andy's a car guy. Jimmy's a car guy. And like, especially with Jim, like I had a a tail light out. I didn't even know, obviously, because you know what happens with tail lights. So I pulled up, and he's like, "We need to go to AutoZone right now." Yeah, he probably takes <laughs> it
0: <in> eight seconds.
1: <laughs> he like we went to AutoZone. Pulled. It was totally fine, but um, Dude, Andy Jimmy, was complaining about driving. you the man. Too. We're yeah. about to
0: be. We're about to be a. A little bit more buddies than we were.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, like I said, he'll definitely I'm, show I'm you the, the Cobra and the Bronco. He um, I actually I hit a grease trap once when I was leaving work. Somebody when a, I leave work, I have to go through a an grease alleyway. trap. It was like a, for a restaurant where I pull out of my work parking lot. There's a bunch of restaurants, and there's like a. Are there
0: grease traps in the street now? No, where, <laughs> no. How do,
1: So here's like I thought
0: grease traps were still in the kitchen.
1: So there is, but there's another one I guess outside. They were like, oh, you hit hit like
0: the big like tank thing. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Because so I'm like leaving where I work in the Central West End, obviously it's right next to another restaurant, and I'm the parking lot is back where I have to go through an alleyway to get back onto the regular street. Uh huh. So of course like somebody in their Mercedes just like pulls in, doesn't even. I'm like, and I'm so now you got to back up. So now I got to back up. So I. Because they're
0: they drive a Mercedes, they got places to be. Sorry (laughs) to interrupt, but it makes sense, right? They were like,
1: "How dare you!" And so I'm I'm like, "God, now I got to like back up." And of course, it's the worst when people are watching you back up because they're like, pressure, pressure, you know. And I'm like, "Oh gosh!" So I'm like pulling around, and I'm actually doing pretty good. I see the two dumpsters, but but the
0: Mercedes is rushing you. But
1: so I'm trying so I'm trying to move back, and this guy, like I'm the problem, was just like, "What the fuck!" Like just move. So then, um, that's where you messed up. That's where I got nervous, and I feel like a bunch of glass just break. And I'm like, (laughs) oh no. And I hear all the people who work in the restaurant, they go,
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh. Oh, like, so I like get oh. up, and I'm like in my boots, and I'm like in my like fox fur coat that I have. I'm like one moment, and I look out, and I just see my hey, home. Hey, this girl
0: just hit this grease trap over here.
1: I had I literally I got out, and I called Jimmy when I got to my apartment. I was like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Now, can you come fix my taillight Because I needed it. So it and he,
0: wasn't just a bulb, though. Well, <laughs> that was
1: the bulb the first time. The second time, it was the whole part was just. It was like... You need just, to
0: order this on eBay and wait for shipping.
1: Oh, yeah. He was like, <laughs> here's the link. Just buy it. And then it came like two days later, which was pretty quick. They said it's going to be like 10 days. And then two days later, it's like... Oh, at my, I bought like, it on Rock Auto. I'm like, oh, I don't even... They
0: always overquote the delivery.
1: I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what site it was. My boyfriend it just was sent Rock me. Auto. I was clueless. He goes, I've never used this site, but it has the, the lights. <laughs> or eBay, one of the two. But I got it, and it was done. So it does help to know... Know somebody in the car business, just that's, like this guy over that's here. That's how I
0: keep in good terms with with my lady. Yeah. I just you don't worry about fixing your cars at all, and then we'll uh, be okay.
1: Be okay. Well, this has been pretty great. I'm Wait, really are, happy.
0: are we almost over?
1: Yeah, I okay, actually have one more me, question. No, to ask I
0: have now. one more question. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we mostly hit all the things I wanted to hit, which I greatly appreciate. Okay. This has been oh, great so far. Wonderful. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. I have a question followed by a request, depending on the answer. Okay. Um, I did listen to the episode with you and Jimmy Day. Oh. This was back, I guess, when you guys first started dating in oh my 2018. God. That
1: was in my apartment. Oh, my God. I was, like, not even like a good of a podcaster Is that <laughs> the only
0: interview you guys did together?
1: We did that one, and then we did one, Jack, Jimmy, and I did one together. On
0: uh, For Jack's podcast? For Jimmy
1: and Jack's. We did, uh, like, a dual Recording, so it's on... Oh, so it is podcast. on yours, too? So it's on mine, and then Jimmy and Jack, they always do on day at night. Uh, they do a little segment together beforehand, and then I'm at the end. Well, so. that
0: ruins my my request.
1: What's the request?
0: I just wanted to hear you guys do another interview, now that you guys have been together for a while. Mm-hmm. Because I, I listened to the first interview when you guys were just starting. I was like, oh, this is nice. They're, like, getting along. And, and it's not to say that me and uh, my lady don't get along, but... If I if we were to do a podcast and interview each other, I guarantee you by the end of the episode, it would be me going, why do you leave all your laundry in the baskets and don't put it away? And then her going, why do you leave the dishes stacked up? Like We'd just be arguing about random household shit. And I would love to hear, if, you know, you guys have been together for a couple of years now. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. more than gonna two years. It's going to be three, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three years and how long?
1: In August. So in August, upcoming. so it's so, yeah. upcoming. Yeah.
0: I would love to hear how that progresses as a person that knows kind of yeah. how it progresses in <laughs> a, a productive way. Like I could never imagine you got like. It was a good interview when you guys first started.
1: Oh my god, I know, feel dating. like that was a lifetime ago too, because I wasn't even that good at podcasting then. I was just like, hey, you guys did do you great. Want to do an I episode? thought it
0: was, I thought it was great. Aww. Um, <laughs> and it was more because I relate to it. It's like, oh, sure. well, this is nice but i want to hear the follow-up yeah are you guys gonna argue more you guys are probably gonna get along better though you know it's just
1: yeah i want to know you know we haven't done a one-on-one in a while we've done like we did one with jack and then i did i stepped in as co-host when jimmy had bobby jaycox on his podcast and bobby and i are very like you know what i mean we're very gregarious we're like energy 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 and like you know bobby jaycox and other obviously we talked about him earlier great comedian and Jimmy's like good. was so happy about it. He's like, oh, yeah, you guys were, like, you know, he was a great guest, and, like, you Jimmy had Jimmy probably didn't
0: have to do anything. Was he was just, just like, like,
1: this was awesome.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. I'm Ollie and Bobby. I'll be back in 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, he just let the thing. And, like, Bobby is like, well, I've got a point. I was like, I've got a point, too. And Jimmy was like, I've had, yeah." after we were done and Bobby left, he was like, I got a lot to work with. This went well. I was like, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's but, yeah, not surprising. I'd love to do that. There, We've been talking about it. It's just worked, like, You know, it's just, you know, when you're both doing podcasts, sometimes it's hard because he's got a schedule and I got, but you know what he did help me with? I just did, if anybody listens to it, it's only on audio, so it's not on our YouTube channel for those who are watching on YouTube, but I wrote a play called Lady Warrior and it was in the Fringe Festival here. Oh, Fringe is cool. Yeah, yeah, two years, yeah, 2019, so yeah, two years ago, 20, because it's 2021 now And then I had it in, it was originally with another cast member in um, the Afro-Bain Emerging Arts Festival with Slightly Askew Theater Ensemble at the Centine. But my friend Kara, who did the one in the fringe with me, Kara has been one of my dear friends. We met through theater. She's been in all of my plays when I produce shows. So obviously I was like, hey, um, can you do the play reading for it? And I did the sound design, but Jimmy helped me edit it. And that was actually kind of a testament to our relationship because when you're doing sound design and you're trying to tell people like what to do and where you want things to put. Business, like, business, business. Yeah, he could How easily be like this, this was le- so Lady Warrior came out last month because we started out. So big, this was
0: recent this was yeah. during COVID. Times. Yeah. So
1: key we read the we did the play here and then I wasn't sure because it was my first audio play and Jimmy does all the sound design for um day at night. So I was like hey I picked all these clips and these music. Why don't you kind of show me what you think works best? And it, we sat for three hours to do sound design <laughs> for 30 minutes. Like, and we didn't get in one fight. We didn't get upset. Oh, I, then your follow up episode five <laughs> not
0: going to be as good as I thought.
1: Oh, well, there's other things <laughs> we argue about. Like, I don't want to move to the suburbs. And he's like, just stay in St. Peter's oh, for six you... months. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know.
0: I would uh, I agree with both of you. Mm-hmm. If if I could get, the reason why I stayed in Arnold was I got the most bang for my buck there in yeah. a sense as because uh, w- I w- we we bought we me and Jen bought a house in March of 2017 in Arnold, and when we were looking we were I really wanted to move more towards the city because I was like all right this is easier for me to do comedy yeah but you start looking at houses and the price per. The amount of space you get and, uh, you know, just the actual numbers as as such, it really is a turnoff. So in that regard, I would say, yeah, you should listen to Jimmy. Yeah. But in the same sense, it was like, I want to move to the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should move to the city. So...
1: I, well, you know what it I is, understand. John. I
0: understand both And sides. I
1: understand both, too. Like, I understand exactly, because you're right. The bang for your buck, and he's very good at finance stuff. Like, he's very good about budgeting. and he even God, helps... he's
0: fucking good at everything, Like, dude. he's very he good really at budgeting. He builds cars. But... He's good at money. I'm going to steal him from you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Molly and Jennifer, but...
1: Well, it's right. Jen with two N's. I'm wow. Molly with two L's, so we're going <laughs> to... We're going to be perfect together. I can't wait.
0: Follow-up episode, the Casually Jimmy Day and John Matty podcast.
1: Yes. I'm just <laughs> going to step out one day, and I'm just going to leave. It's just going
0: to be us talking about cars and finances. <laughs> I'm
1: sure that actually we get a lot of listens, but I I here's the, so you know I just live right up the street here. I was telling you that. And I yeah, live in you... the artist loft, and I got to tell you, I got a really badass view. It views the Fox Theater. I got like all these windows. It's just really beautiful. So I've had this like really beautiful apartment for three years and I've had a lot of apartments in the city so I finally like you know when you get like a good one and then I my play that I produced was just right across the street at the Kranzberg so I've had like this city life and got so this it's
0: excellent setup
1: yes it's terrifying and people are like like I have so many uh, sweet, sweet friends like Sean Don was like I live in St. Peter's you can come visit me anytime. I'll come over. Like, you know, he's so supportive, and I'm like, thank you so much. Like like, so much. That sounds like Sean Don so much. Just, all right, <laughs> just that high voice. But you No, know no, not was... actually sounding
0: like him. That's just the yeah. supportiveness of yeah, him. Yeah, the supportiveness. He's, he's, he's a just good like,
1: dude. He's like, I'm there. What are you talking about? Like, Scott James and Mel, they live in O'Fallon. Like, for those of you, again, yeah. who don't know, these are all counties. That's, but that,
0: That's how I know Sean Don. Yeah. And me, me Sean Don, and Sean Arredondo. I think, our growing point as a collective, not Personally, but we mm-hmm. all kind of helped gr- each other grow at the R&B Club in O'Fallon, Missouri. It does not exist anymore, but it was in O'Fallon. And okay. I guarantee you that we saw Sean there, be- Sean Don there, because he lives closer right to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was uh, one of my favorite times as far as, like, it wasn't a place where you saw a lot of comic, or right. not audience members. I knew what It you was meant, just yeah. comics. Mm-hmm. But we all helped each other grow. And, uh, God, Sean Dono and Sean Don... And that's another... Maybe you should move to St. Peter's. Go uh, uh <laughs> then I a can, show uh, at Parrots and...
1: <laughs> just go to Parrots and with Babylon. Andy Hamilton. Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, uh, Jimmy Babylon. Day's show at
0: Babylon, yeah. I always had a good time there, too.
1: See, everybody... So, I started dating him... Why did he
0: stop doing that show? He just you didn't know?
1: want to do it anymore. He got tired. Like, you know when people just grow out... Too busy rebuilding
0: Cobras and Broncos.
1: <laughs> like, I asked him that before, <laughs> like, on our... When we were... I think it was actually part that was cut out <laughs> from that episode that you listened to. I said, you know, there was a, for those of you who don't know, in St. Peter's, there was a club called Babylon, or it was a bar. and it had It's a stage. probably still around.
0: They just don't do comedy anymore. It's
1: actually closed now. Oh, it is? Yeah. Maybe
0: that's why he stopped doing it.
1: He, uh, well, so Jimmy ran it. He ran the maybe open
0: mic. Maybe it closed down because
1: Jimmy shut it down. Yeah, like, <laughs> Jimmy Day. <laughs> you it have was, that
0: much power.
1: Jimmy is that. well? The last show I saw him do, it had Scott James. Scott James has got a lot of shout-outs on this. And then Jack With good reason. With good reason, obviously, besties. And then Jimmy hosted. But the problem was, (laughs) the show was the night of the opening blues game. So everybody Uh, was there. Oh, that always
0: ruins it. In blues attire. Yeah. And not paying attention to jokes.
1: So then they turned off the TVs, which made... Everybody sacrilege angry. happened. There was only one TV. So this guy turned to me and was like, your boyfriend fucking sucks because the TV is yeah. off. And I'm like, so Scott James, I gotta get him. Evelyn's just
0: scored because of you.
1: Because <laughs> we can't minutes. watch <laughs> it and
0: support him. They're not scoring goals because we're not supporting them.
1: <laughs> it was actually the guy that yelled about Scott James doing 45 minutes was this dude. He's like, that guy's doing 45 <laughs> minutes. And I was like, yeah, he's headlining the show, so that's what's going to happen. And then Jack Shirk said something about Trump, and the guy was like, your friend just disrespected the uh, president. Not in St. And I just was like, you know, we all have our opinions. This was obviously <laughs> like way, you know, way before the storming of the Capitol and stuff. And you know when people are just like, they got a cigarette in their mouth, they're like right in your face, and you're like, I can't even debate with you right now. I just have to be like, you need to just... That's usually a good way to go. (laughs) And then he goes, you're really nice. And I went, I know. Thank you. And then I got I wish you would
0: have thought that when I was telling jokes on stage, not when I'm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Talking to you, trying to tell you to shut the fuck up for the next guy on stage.
1: It was just, oh, it was it was interesting, but it's, I don't know, like, I... I hope
0: that wasn't the last show at the Babylon.
1: That was the last show he did there, yeah.
0: So, I guess that kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah, it just, I think he just was like, we went there a couple of times because he wanted to see some DJ that was there doing something, but... Um,
0: After that last show? Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, we went there a couple of times, and then he said they were closing and they were selling stuff, but... I don't know. I just I don't know, John. That still I'm just sucks. Nervous. I mean, <laughs> like,
0: what are you nervous about? What do you mean?
1: Like the suburbs. I just feel like I, you know everybody's like, oh, you'll fit in, you'll be just fine. But I I'm just so used to being in the Is city. Is Jimmy gonna
0: move to the city?
1: You know, probably not. So we'll see what happens.
0: The suburbs aren't that bad, but I do understand both sides.
1: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah.
0: I would also love to live in the city. Yeah. But the suburbs aren't bad. I mean, it's a quiet place.
1: I think that's why I'm a little nervous. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, it's too quiet. Of the quiet. I'm this so is used weird. to like I'm right in the city. But uh speaking of the city life, um, we're going to actually ask you, I don't know that has nothing to do with the city. Where, what are your social <laughs> media Segways handles? Are weird. Segways are weird. What's your What's your handle again? Let's see this really quickly. Uh,
0: dude, your tech team's on it. Uh, yep, there we go. Not John it. Maddie. Yep. There we go. Thank you, guys. That's perfect. Dude, Casually Molly podcast, they've got it down. I mean, I couldn't imagine doing a podcast without
1: these guys. I love it. I love it. Oh, thank you very Look at much. That. For... <laughs> 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 and it's done. You got the tool. That's actually a new that. tool. <laughs> it's only been a few episodes. We used it with you and we used it with Joe Bates. But uh, what we'll ask you, what are you going to casually do now, now that our episode is
0: over? Uh, Well, not to be too short-minded, but I've got to pee really bad. This crown roll is going straight through me. Thank you, Dr. Dazzle, for making (laughs) it so smooth. Sponsor me, Aldi. Um, uh, Aside from the promotions I did at the beginning of the show, um, I am going to continue and grow myself at my day job. Uh, we mentioned earlier, I am, uh, doing, uh, I work on cars. I've only been doing it for, well, I've always been a car tinkerer, but I haven't been, I I realized after going to school and working every day on it that I made, did a lot of things that weren't, uh, that, that were Hoosier, if you will. (laughs) So I'm continuously learning at that. And I'm just going to keep doing that and keep writing jokes and, uh, have have living life, dude. I don't I like really that. have a I mean, it's just I'm a thirty year old dude and some of you guys that listen might I'm 32.
1: thirty two. Well, thirty, 32. not thirty two. Oh, oh. <laughs> thirty as well.
0: Thirty
1: as well. There we go. What's,
0: when what's your birth month?
1: Mine is November fourth.
0: So you turned turned thirty three months ago. Yes. I turned thirty I turned thirty one in May, if okay. that'd be easier to say. Uh yeah, at this at this point it's it's different for me but uh I'm just going to con- at this age you realize it's like um I I I have the benefit of being able to work on my normal day-to-day life and being able to do comedy and do podcasts like like this and I'm just uh blessed to do so and I'm going to continue doing that. I'm going to continue to find things funny in life. I, I don't know I don't know when you think your peak is But my peak is going to be when I have kids And I can make fun of them
1: I like So I've that. got
0: it like 15 years before I Make my first comedy album You can see it uh, My first comedy album is going to be called The Vulgar Gentleman It'll be released in 2034 Make sure you <laughs> check it out on Stitcher And MySpace And <laughs> <laughs> Juno.com And uh,
1: Peacock There yeah. you go <laughs>
0: You think Podbean will still be around by then? That oh my actually God. might still be around.
1: Oh, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I'm, there's Anchor now, though. So, well, I may, well, I may be transferring I'm over to 30, that. 30,
0: so I don't know what Anchor is. So <laughs> what the fuck well, is Well, I that? didn't
1: know what SMH was, so it's okay. What it well, did you think
0: it was? Uh, I thought
1: it was So Much Hate. So,
0: it's pretty similar to Shaking well, My Head. yeah, Shaking My Head. Like, if you're shaking head. your head, you're like, I got so much hate for you right now, but I'm not going to actually tell Thank you. you. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. <laughs> like, I'm... Shaking my head. disappointed dad, so well, see, that's much what I hate. Was but the dad can't actually tell you how much you hate it because they want you to call him whenever something bad happens. So they just shake their head. So much right. hate. I'm not going to tell you though because I want you to call me when you get in an accident <laughs> at two in the morning when you're drunk. You know what I'm saying? He All said right.
1: it best. So I'm,
0: I'm trying, but I've okay. had too much too many crown crown royals <laughs> and Aldi beverages.
1: Oh man. Speaking of uh, beverages, you can grab some whiskey or even just whatever, some water tonight and casually subscribe to the Casually Molly podcast. Remember, you can stream it on any streaming services. Again, thank you, tech. Or you can go onto our YouTube channel, casually subscribe, and also like us on Instagram and Facebook. I'm actually going to go make some Skyline chili for dinner, which is a uh, Cincinnati favorite. So You're going to make it? Uh, it's in a can, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, put it on the stove. Okay. But I am gonna make some pasta and then. That's you know, how hard I vetted onions. you.
0: I've heard it on probably three separate episodes, the so. Skyline Chili, and I've never tried it.
1: It's all right. So
0: maybe next weekend, me and Jen will come over and try some of that chili.
1: Oh, I'm down. I've got plenty of it. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs>